The life of an aspiring Hollywood actor is, in all reality, an unrelenting grind. The red carpets and premiere parties are pretty exclusive to the A-list crowd. For somebody still trying to make a name for themselves, it's a very different picture. Auditions are awful. You rehearse lines for hours, drive across town to the casting agency, wait under fluorescent lights in a beige lobby full of other starving actors competing for the same part as you. And when your chance comes, you have literally seconds to make an impression in front of the casting director, who may or may not like your audition, and may or may not cast you. So it shouldn't be surprising that Jessie Draper decided to leave Hollywood and head back to her roots in Silicon Valley. What is surprising is it was life as a venture capitalist, not an actress, that was so stressful it sent her to the hospital. My body broke down. I was like emergency evacuated to a hospital for dehydration. I tore my calf. Like my body literally stopped working. I think that was an interesting moment for me where I realized that I have to make sure I feed myself <laughs> and hydrate and do just like very basic <laughs> things for a human. And I think that's something for everyone to remember. Like we get caught up in work and life and you forget to look up and take care of yourself. As a venture capitalist, Jesse knows she needs to take care of and support the founders in her portfolio. What took some time to realize was that she's a founder too, and taking care of herself is critical to helping anybody else. So many exciting things are happening in the world of small business, but often what gets talked about are highlights. The overnight success stories, the billion dollar IPOs, the massive exits. And just like your Instagram feed, it's not the whole story. Let's look deeper than the headlines and press photos into the real work of building something valuable and lasting. I love crazy success stories, don't get me wrong, but we all know what's more important than the destination is how you get there, the struggles you have to overcome, the insights you learn along the way. So that's what we're doing. It's raw, it's honest, and maybe it's exactly what you need to hear. I'm Austin Craig, and this is The Journey. Jessie Draper is part of a venture capital dynasty in Silicon Valley. Her father is famed VC Tim Draper. Her great-grandfather founded the first VC firm in the Western U.S. So you might think she's planned on going into the family trade from early in life. But it was Hollywood that first caught her attention when looking at possible careers. I grew up in Silicon Valley around incredible entrepreneurs. All I knew really was technology, but to be completely frank, I didn't know that as a woman, I could go into this business. And it was because I did not have any female role models besides my incredible mother who raised four children. But I just felt like, okay, well, who looks like me? And so actually my aunt was an actress and she was very successful in the 80s. And I was like, okay, that's what women do. And so honestly, since I was just a little kid, I was like, okay, I'm gonna go into entertainment like Polly. So went to UCLA and studied acting. I honestly don't think there's anything harder than being a hardworking actress. Uh, you get so many no's daily. 
that you can't even hear the word no anymore. And um, you have to work 10 times harder to get jobs. I found myself being incredibly creative and uh, networking with whatever kind of writers or producers or directors that I could. And I'd be like, what are you working on? Can I read it? Oh, have you cast these three roles? Um, well, do you really want to pay a casting director? Or like, do you want to just like cast me as the waitress? I was just always trying to sort of like work an angle to figure out how to get these jobs. And that actually was very su a successful way because it turns out a lot of filmmakers don't want to hire a casting director. <laughs> and I would spend hours and hours waiting around for my 15 second audition. Sometimes they wouldn't even ask your name. They'd look at you, they'd take a picture of you. They'd ask you to turn around and take a picture of you. Instead of going to casting calls um, and auditions, I started my own technology talk show. This was in 2008 and it was the first tech talk show. Now there are thousands of them. It was light and fluffy and I'd grown up around all of these incredible CEOs and technology entrepreneurs and that's all I knew. So I was kind of combining my passion for entertainment with technology. And um, through that, I just started realizing that this female CEO situation was a real problem. Jesse's show was called The Valley Girl Show. It was a totally different take on tech and entrepreneurship, unabashedly youthful and feminine. And it worked. The show quickly picked up traction. She got more and more impressive guests, people like Sheryl Sandberg, Ted Turner, Jessica Alba, Elon Musk, Steve Wozniak, Will I Am, and Brian Armstrong from a young startup called Coinbase. And after asking him for two years to come on the show, she finally got Mark Cuban. The show also picked up distribution, as more and more conventional media outlets tried to appeal to younger audiences online. The show was syndicated by Forbes, Mashable, and Hearst Newspapers, and nominated for an Emmy Award. It was a hit. But there was one aspect that didn't sit right with Jesse. We did quite a few seasons of the show, but for the first two seasons, I barely interviewed any women. So I basically realized, okay, we need to interview more women on the show. So I made an initiative to interview 50% women in tech. So sometimes companies would pitch the show. I'd say, you're way too early for the show, but I love what you're doing. Maybe I can write you a pennies check and be a strategic investor, advisor, get you media exposure, what have you. And so I used that little track record then to raise my first fund. And now we're on to our second. Role models and mentors played a crucial role in shaping Jessie's life. It was the example of her Aunt Polly that led Jessie to pursue acting. It was the familiarity of tech and entrepreneurship from her father and grandfather that naturally led her back to Silicon Valley. And with The Valley Girl Show, it was the lack of female representation that illustrated for Jessie the need for more support for female founders. With Halogen Ventures, that's exactly what she's doing. Halogen is Jesse's venture fund focused directly on supporting female-led ventures. As I mentioned, I grew up in a family of incredible men and I didn't see any female CEOs around me. And I was screaming for female mentors. I wanted to, one, create more female CEOs for the future little girls. And also when you start digging into the research it's actually an incredible opportunity and investment. I used to quote this one Dell study that women raise half as much money and double the return. And now every week I'm getting a new study on diversity in teams and how that's exceeding expectations. 
Nobody should mistake Jesse's work as a philanthropic effort. Yes, there is a goal beyond the dollars and cents, but it's the dollars and cents leading the way. Halogen sees high deal flow and high returns. We saw 5,000 deals, and I was talking to some of the um, traditional VCs on Sand Hill Road and elsewhere, and they saw 1,200 to 1,400. And I think it's because women are looking for women, and there's so few of us, so they are flocking. And then two, people know what we're looking for. People are like, okay, Halogen's looking for women and consumer technology, and it's just a very specific focus. And in a world of thousands and thousands of venture capital funds who say they're industry agnostic or what have you. People know what to send us. I'm proud that we have 100% female-founded companies. I was pitching a fund of funds and they asked me, they said, no, 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 go back to that slide. Wait, what percentage of founders are female in your portfolio? And I said, 100%. And they said, no, 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 like what percent are actually female? And I said, 100%. So now we have a big slide that's like, 100% <laughs> because apparently that was unclear and it's very rare. We had um, $200 million exits this year and that to me is very exciting because it shows like, yes, it's this strategy is working great. When we come back, we'll learn why in the midst of the high competition and high return VC game, Jessie prioritizes ways to enjoy her work and take care of herself along with her founders. The journey is sponsored by our friends at Salesforce Essentials. We use Salesforce Essentials every day, and it's part of our own business journey. Essentials combines sales and service tools in a single app to help small businesses win customers and keep them happy. See how Salesforce Essentials can help you be your best business at salesforce.com slash the journey. With two children, 55 portfolio companies, and more deal flow all the time, it's hard to keep it all in balance. And Jesse found out the hard way that there is a very real price to pay if you don't manage your own personal needs. About a year ago, I was traveling and I was just doing everything. And I had a new baby and I was fundraising and I just wasn't taking care of myself. And I think when you have kids and you you know, you're taking care of everyone. You just don't think of you. I literally was hospitalized for dehydration, which is one of those things you hear about. I had torn my calf, so I was on crutches already. <laughs> I also broke my finger. My son went down the slide, broke my finger. It was really hot. It was 100 degrees, 100% humidity, and I not drinking water, just kind of working, feeding the baby, uh, surviving. <laughs> I was just surviving. <laughs> it was just kind of a crazy circumstance. I think a lot of us, especially when you're running a company, you just don't take care of yourself. It's just sort of like part of the whole thing. And I think you need to make sure you are because you're the one leading the team. You're the one leading the whole mission and the vision. And you need to make sure that you take care of you first. I think it's really difficult for moms too, because it's like, no, 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 I have to take care of my kids first. Have they eaten? And then, you know, 10 hours later, you're like, oh wait, I haven't eaten. 
And so now like Fridays, I block out, you know, three to 6 p.m. and I do walk meetings or margarita meetings or things that I really enjoy, frappuccino meetings. I literally write like fun meeting time. And so that'll be meetings with my companies or investors or whoever, but I'll kind of mix it up and make sure I'm not just, you know, sitting in front of my computer or doing the normal grind. It may sound obvious. Of course you need to preserve your health. Of course you need to take care of yourself. Of course you need to stay hydrated. But in practice, Jessie's advice to herself and others goes against a narrative so popular in Silicon Valley. Let's call it hustle worship. Yes, you need to work hard, but none of that hustle will do you any good if you're sick, if your body stops working, if you're miserable or headed to the hospital or an early grave. So work hard. Make sure your mind and body are fueled. And when you need to rest, rest. And while you're at it, work smarter. Think strategically. If you're a founder looking for capital to grow your venture, it doesn't hurt to think like a VC. Try to put your head in the mindset of the investor. Like I look at companies and I'm trying to figure out how to make a billion dollars. I want a big return and I want it to happen within seven to 10 years. So put your head in that mindset because I think often entrepreneurs are very focused on their product or what have you, and they should be. But also when you're out there pitching, just think, okay, I need to be able to explain like the trajectory of this company. And I just say, get out there, pitch as many people as you can. Just get out there, just do it, you know, make it happen. Don't feel like it's gonna be perfect. Throw pain against a wall. I mean, entrepreneurs have the coolest job ever. You get to build your dream. Author and speaker Richie Norton said, Selfishness at the expense of others is bad. Self-care for the betterment of others is good. Maybe self-care seems selfish at times, or the logic of hustle worship sounds compelling. But there is a very clear endgame to the all-work-and-no-play handbook. It didn't work out in The Shining, and it doesn't work out in real life. People break down. Bodies and minds break down. And if you don't take care of yourself, if you don't sleep and eat and stay hydrated and occasionally rest your mind, you will break down. Take some advice from Jesse, or even the safety manual on your next flight. In the event of an emergency, or even simple self-care, be sure to put on your own oxygen mask first before helping others. Thank you again to our friends at Salesforce Essentials for sponsoring the journey. Our team at The Mission uses Salesforce Essentials every day. Salesforce makes the leading CRM, and they created Salesforce Essentials especially for small businesses. It combines sales and service tools in a single app to help you win customers and build your business. It's affordable, it's made for small businesses just like yours, and it includes in-app tutorials so you never get lost. Try it for free today. Visit salesforce.com slash the journey to start your free trial or click the link in our show notes. We love Salesforce Essentials and you will too.